Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Known Gareth Numbers, A. Eh, Davis. Is that all right with you? Whatever you want. Whatever you want, young man. Uh, yeah, Gareth, obviously a, a heavy week for us all uh, mm. in British boxing last week. Has there been any developments? What's the latest, uh, if there has been? Well, the latest, of course, is um, I would say the doctor um, who made comments about... Um, it's in a re- retrospective historical pod- podcast saying that, you know, he's licensed by the Boxing Water Control, spoke to Boxing Water Control on Sunday night about this doctor. We did a small story in the Telegraph saying he had he denied any wrongdoing. Um, and through his lawyer, um, we don't know absolutely if he was working with Conor Ben for this fight. Uh, but he was saying that he'd made comments anyway, alleging that, 80 to 90% of boxers at the elite level um, could be on PEDs or different types of banned substances. And also that it was really easy to treat, cheat the system and that you'd be, you're an idiot to fail it. So they're very strong comments. Spoke to Robert Smith, the Boxing Board of Control about this and said it will be, he'll be investigating it um, and looking into it. That's what he said, we will be looking into it. Um, but also... Um, This guy's not a board doctor. Uh, Robert Smith was at pains to point out. He is licensed by the board to do tournaments and to do medicals. Um, and that he's not a board doctor as such. He's just licensed by board. He got his license through the Central Area Council. So I think there were pictures of his license doing the round. He's claimed uh, in the Telegraph with my colleague Ben Rumsby that he took his website down because of lots of malicious and abusive comments towards him. That's why he's taken his social media down. Um, that will play out. Um, that will play out as, as time goes on. Everything's going to be forensically investigated now. It's a mainstream news story. Mm. Um, and then the other developments really are the comments from Chris Eubanks Sr., which we're going to discuss, I think, I imagine, 
um, from South Africa, where he spoke to Tunji Dei and um, Spencer Fearon on their, um, is it the Time is Right podcast? No, the Fight is Right. The Fight is Right. The, the, fight, is right. the fight is Right podcast. Um, yeah. You know, which it was a great podcast. They're great guys. We had Spencer on Talk Sport with us on Saturday night as well. Um, on fight night, in which really we spent two hours talking about this. Um, Michaela Meyer revealing in the lead up to her last fight here in the build up to Alicia Baumgartner, she didn't have one UCAD test. Um, but we had a lot of people on on Saturday night expressing their views on it about, about what a serious moment this is uh, in British boxing. But as we know, and I'm at pains to point this out. Boxing moves at a slow pace and the board is not the quickest in, in, you know, they've got their processes. So I think this will play out over a long period of time. We know the right thing happened last week, which was that the board prohibited the bout. That's the right thing to have happened. Um, it didn't look good on Eddie Hearn and Callis Owland that they wanted to move the fight on and still do it. It didn't even look good on... Chris Eubank Jr. taking the fight. And when you saw his weight cut in the end last Friday, he looked emaciated, if I can put it that way. And, you know, his brain will have been rattling around in his skull, dehydrated like that, like like marbles in a tin, you know. And you've got to think of the severity and seriousness of these situations. Um, And it's just... Look, it's a horrible situation for British boxing and for Conor Ben and for Chris Eubank, for all the fighters on the undercard who've expressed their dismay at not being paid. I know a lot of them have got fights now, but it's a wholly unsatisfactory situation. And I think they need to bring the testing system into line. It needs to be more transparent. Um, and you can't you can't hide these things behind a closed door. I mean, I, I know or even comments last week that I'd known about this for two weeks when the story broke. No, I hadn't. That's the Riafel summarised Daily Mail story broke. Um, no, if I'd known about this two weeks earlier, I'd have been at Eddie Hearn's door and at the board's door asking about this. You know, no one, no one involved in boxing is going to sit back and, and, and allow a fight to go ahead if you know one of the boxes tested positive for a right. so, Sorry, <clears throat> sorry, Gareth. The uh, connection was just a bit unstable. Eh? I think I got you saying that there were some rumours going around that you knew about this a few weeks ago. Hopefully the Wi-Fi. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah that, there were some rumours going around. Or... Some that I'd known about it for two weeks, absolute nonsense. I'd found out half an hour um, that um, one of the boxers had tested positive for a banned substance and the fight could be off, um, or the fight was off, the board were calling off, because obviously they decided on Tuesday night, didn't they? I think it was. Um, it was absolute nonsense. There's no way anyone's going to sit back with covers boxing and not tell anyone about a, a drug story. It's, it's just ludicrous. No one would do that. I don't know anyone that would sit back and be in cahoots or whatever with a promoter on the board and not do that. Um, so, um, but, but the right things happened. 
the right thing has happened for boxing, thankfully. But they need more transparency now. They need to bring the testing procedures into place. And we need more transparency. And we're going to need more transparency now from this point onwards about this whole case. You know, whether Conor Ben does get banned for four years or two years. Four years is the recommended period now, isn't it? But they can reduce it based on evidence and so on. If he's made a mistake, if it's a genuine mistake, whatever it is. Um, but we do need transparency. We need people to speak. Um, I think Eddie's in Australia this week, isn't he? Um, with his fight. So he's out of the picture in some ways. Um, but it was a wholly unsatisfactory week for boxing. And, and as I say, clarity, transparency over these issues are essential. What's your understanding of um, UCAD ever requesting documentation from VADA before when a fighter's failed a VADA test? Has that ever happened? We know that's happening now and that's an ongoing process. Has that ever happened before, Gareth? Not, not that I can recall, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not in the kind of the direct, the, the, as it's being reported at the moment, that the, uh, a direct request for... Uh, the 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 details and, and the procedures. Mm. Um, I don't recall that, but uh, but it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Why shouldn't look if if the boxers sign up? If they do it because they're doing it for the a double jeopard, a, a double safety, if you like. Got UCAD testing, you got VADA testing. Clearly, VADA tests more than UCAD do. Um, um, so. In, in a sense, if they do that, if they sign up for the testing, which is right, because they follow the WADA code, World Anti-Doping Agency code, um, if, you, if, if you test positive, you've got to follow that code. Simple as that. And it helps both boxers. Um, but I, I'm still surprised that, that Eubank Jr. was prepared to go ahead with the bout. He was under, horribly underestimating, and he admitted it to me in an interview, that he was underestimating Conor Ben. He couldn't help it, based on experience, size, who Ben had fought so far and what he believed in his own abilities. But when you saw him weight drained like that, it looked worrying to me that, that he was going to go in. Did you hear me saying that, you know, that, that he looked so dehydrated that, yeah. it, that he looked terribly affected by, by the weight cut, mm. um, emaciated. Mm. All right. Just to close off, you um, sort of uh, touched on seniors comments. I'll uh, read out the exact quote that he gave to the fight is right. You have toddlers looking after us fighters. These guys are called managers and promoters. These guys, I'm coming for you. You try to murder my boy. In this case, what can actually Chris Eubank Sr. Um, do in this situation in regards to Eddie and Carousel? And I'm guessing he's talking about those two individuals. What can he actually do here? Well, he's potentially talking about legal action there, isn't he? Um I don't think he's literally coming for them <laughs> physically, but but that was at the end um, with Spencer and um, with Tunde. Uh, it was at the end of a ten-minute interview, by the way, in which he kind of finished speaking and he got emotional again, and he did express it early on um, in the interview that he's very unhappy that with his son not listening to him. One, yeah, and and in. Um, I'll go over it in a minute because it, it says some very interesting things in that interview. Um, and he's in South Africa with his wife, and I think it must have been done a couple of days ago, maybe Sunday. Um, um, and he's saying that he's very unhappy, and we all are, that they went ahead and made a plan, Kala and Eddie, to keep the fight going through a loophole, through a drug testing loophole. And the fact that you can't 
are the sanctioning testing body, sanctioned testing body for the boxing board of control, and that VADA aren't. And that, that was purely they were trying to push that through on a loophole and to quash what the board wanted to do. Obviously, the board did what they they did the right thing. And obviously, Hearn and Sauerland were pressed into following because they would have gone ahead with the fight. Mm. Clearly, they were intending to go ahead because they've got Chris's agreement. Um, what medical advice and legal advice they took, I just don't know that they were on about. But, I mean, Celia's very unhappy, and I think he's within his rights to be unhappy. And he seems to be unhappy that his son didn't listen to him. As he said, I said this months, months ago. This is a fight that shouldn't happen. Although, to contradict him, Chris Eubank Jr. told me in an interview with me that his dad said, wait till next year for a stadium fight. Um, so there's a little bit of contradiction there. But I, I understand his emotion and what he's expressing. He's lost one son tragically already last year, Sebastian. He's really worried about this son and he feels that these guys were putting his son in there and should have been cancelling the fight once the drug test came came out. And he's absolutely right. Absolutely right. And, and also, Chris is expressing disappointment that his son's not listening to him. Dis- expressing disappointment that Floyd Mayweather is one of his son's heroes, that he's too much into bling-bling. I'm sure you heard the interview. Um... But it was very much an emotional father talking about fears for his son. And a man who's been in the ring 24 world title fights, remember Chris Eubank Sr., knows what he's talking about. You know, um, being ended up in hospital in, after one of the Ben fights. So um, being involved in tragedy in the ring. I mean, I've spent, I'm good friends with Michael Watson. I did the marathon with him in 2003 when it took us six days to do the London marathon when Michael was raising money. I think he raised 200,000 for charity at the time for the Brain and Spine Foundation by the brilliant, uh, uh, founded by the brilliant um, consultant neurosurgeon, Peter Hamlin, who operated six times on his brain to keep Watson alive. And I've seen Chris around Michael Watson many times or several times, and it does affect him every time. You can see it. He, He shrinks. He's not the normal Chris. He's very affected by it. He knows about Nigel Benn and Gerald McLennan Clellan. Um, so, um, you know, there's the Nick Blackwell story with his own son. Nick's not fighting anymore and he had a brain uh, injury. So I think he's very affected by it. And I think, can he do anything effective? Well, he's got a massive voice. He's got a massive voice. And that story resonated through the national newspapers today. Um uh, and, and I think he will continue to probably wage that campaign that the promoters um, weren't ethically correct in what they were doing. We all know that. They, it was not ethically correct. Now, for whatever reason, Calla and Eddie saw fit to push on through um, to see if they could get it through. I'm sure they didn't believe in their heart of hearts they'd be able to put the fight on. Mm-hmm. But maybe they were testing the parameters of what the board were able to do, what the boxing board were able to do. Um, I think it's very disappointing that, you know, one of our biggest, one of the biggest promoters in the world is taking on their own board and pushing them behind the scenes and potentially suing them, supposedly, um, over them not allowing an event to go ahead, even though one of the boxers tested positive for a banned substance. If they can prove he didn't take it, if he can be exonerated, then they can come back and do that fight again. I'm sure they all want to do the fight. 
but they've got to prove what was found in Connor Ben's body was either done mistakenly or he's had the substance in his body. Every fighter, every athlete is responsible for what goes into their body. Um, so however mean, by whatever means that got into his body, he's responsible for it. Um, you don't get it by drinking tap water, you know? So, this, you know, transparency here needs to be, needs to be to the fore. It's, it's a horrible, com- complex story. It doesn't do boxing any favours at all. The critics are... Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.